I'm Caitlin Bloom, and welcome to Talk Therapy to Me, where we learn to practice self-awareness and self-care and meet our individual needs. No couch required. Hey y'all, welcome back to Talk Therapy to Me with your host, Caitlin. So excited you decided to join me today and wanted to let you know that we have a guest, Shayla. Hello. Yes, Shayla. So tell us about you. Hello, fellow clinician. I am, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Yes. Um, I love everything about mental health. So I have been with Mindsight for about a year and it, this place is awesome. It's yes. amazing. And you should have all your therapeutic services done through here. Yes, agree. Also, you're doing the YouTube channel for Mindset, right? Yes, yes, yes. Tell yes. us about that. It is literally everything mental health. Yes. Um, the videos that are up there currently, right now, is just addressing what mental health is, what well-being is, what wellness is, and again, it's just anything and everything about mental health, everything from the how-to, to relationships, to how to identify barriers. Um, that's what it's all about. Go that. check it out. Yes. Yes. And to check out her YouTube, you could just literally type in Mindsight Behavioral Group and get to watching. Yes. So, just saying. Well, Shayla, we're glad to have you on the show Thank and excited you. to get to talk to you about everything. I love talking to you in and outside of this, so it's great. Always good vibes, good combo. Yes. Yeah. So just wanted to say last time that I talked a lot about anxiety and kind of just want to do a series on that um, and what it looks like. So from your clinical perspective, what is anxiety? Yeah. I mean, common symptoms of anxiety would include just feeling nervous, um, some restlessness, maybe um you get a lot of talk about the physical symptoms that go along mm -hmm. with it, just feeling like tense. Yes. Um, you know, there's there's also increased heart rate. Um, some people talk about the heavy breathing, breathing rapidly, maybe some sweating. So a lot of physiological symptoms are related when it comes to anxiety. Yeah, no, for sure. And also, I think something I notice for myself is my ears get red. When I'm feeling really anxious, I don't know if you have anything weird like that, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I know that that's me being anxious right now. To be, I do have a few quirks. Um, yeah. I mean, even some of the ones that we just went over, um, you could possibly see some affective response from that. I would say a lot of my personal anxiety includes cognitive pieces. Yeah. Um, we start, there's like some common, I think, symptoms when it comes to anxiety and depression, and that's like that of like negative self-talk, and then that can lead into intrusive thoughts, which yeah, can lead into rumination, and yeah. yeah, I mean, so that would be my personal um, deficit. I want to come from a strength-based approach, but just looking at it symptom-wise symptom right. would be a lot of cognitive pieces. Yeah, now I can see that. Makes sense. We address the symptomology of anxiety. How do you know you have it? Oh, okay. So yes. one thing that I love about just like diagnosis symptoms in general is that it's going to be very 
individualized, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Like how we just talked about the way you experience anxiety yeah. is completely right, different yes. <laughs> than yeah. the way that I do. However, there are some common links. Mm -hmm. And so something that I've um, noticed from the collective is that there has to be some form of consistent worrying. Um, and then also a marked perceived fear, whether it is rational or irrational. It's the fact that your body is reacting to it, yeah. which matters. Right. So, um, it's a fear to you regardless. Absolutely. Yes. And thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah. Um, and that's what helps us keep the treatment truly focused on the individual, mm -hmm. their insight and their worldview. Yes. Um, and that constant worry or that marked perceived fear leads to trouble concentrating or thinking about anything and everything other than the present worry. So your mind is kind of really disorganized and we're struggling with uh, prioritizing. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about treatment. Treatment, treatment, treatment. Again, counseling gets me so hype because yes. It's, it's like, what are the options that we have to help you have the most optimal life? Right. And I'm for it. I dig it. Yes. Um, so when it comes to treatment, I really feel like that approach is legit between the clinician and their expertise um, and the client. Yes. It should definitely be a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. And just like this hodgepodge of based off of what the symptoms are, based on what's the most um, recent and effective evidence-based practices, and we throw that together and we create our own ingredients to come out with this recipe of yes. your optimal well-being. I um, love this cooking metaphor. Right? Metaphors are amazing. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes, so real. So, yeah. So what kind of approaches would you feel like, where what comes to mind? To be, to off top, um, one of the most effective treatment approaches is cognitive behavioral therapy, yeah. but because we're dealing with anxiety that crosses over from the cognitive aspect into the bodily aspect as well, um, somatic therapy may be beneficial, even just straight up talk therapy, just depending on um, where you're meeting the client at. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned somatic therapy, and I think also like I talk with a lot of clients about like breath work and figuring out like, okay, yes. let's take deep breaths. Let's try and slow your heart rate down. Like before we do anything else. Right. Yes. So I actually had a client who would get more nervous about focusing on her breath. So it was like, okay, so let's, let's think about this. Let's come up with a different solution, something else that could be helpful. And there's cold showers, which like, I know a lot of people are not really into that. I mean, it doesn't feel relaxing, of course. However, <laughs> there's a lot of evidence-based theories and like research that support this idea because it resets your nervous system. Yes. You don't have to like, you know, throw yourself into an ice cold shower. You can work yourself up to it. But anyway, yes. basically what I'm saying is Yes, like you said, it's collaborative. Something may not work for you, and it's okay to tell your therapist that, talk about it, and say, hey, that's gonna stress me out more, so can we come up with something else, you know? Oh, that's perfect. That literally sounds like the ideal therapeutic alliance. Yes. 
again you're meeting the client where they're at based off of what you feel might meet their needs and when the client can not only be receptive but also have that confidence within session to express back like oh, yo yeah. vibe yes feel she, it it's like hey i get it I really appreciate you, mm -hmm. you know, coming up with this for me. However, this is my comfort zone, and this is what I'm already dealing with. And I was like, wow, thank you so much for bringing that up. Right. You know? And, yeah. I mean, that's their, even their insight. Their, right. their insight to their symptoms and how it impacts them, impacts their worldview, impacts right. their engagement with people. And to be quite honest, like, there's some people that aren't even at that point yet. Right. Um, you mentioned. Don't have that self-awareness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, think about it. Mental health wise, um, there's still a lot of stigma. Yeah. I mean, think about how many movies or songs like kind of blanket what mental health is. Um, I know today, again, we're talking about anxiety and we're making it very um, specific. However, I mean, I just want to put this little reminder out is that your mental health is not a cliche. Yeah. Your mental health is not a song lyric. It is literally something that impacts you and impacts the way that you interpret yourself and yeah. your fit in the world. Yes, absolutely, yes. So sometimes because that insight and that self-awareness isn't there, um, oh my goodness, I have this model that really kind of breaks it down. Oh. Um, I love how, well, talking of like, capitalizing off of somebody's anxiety not to but just to put it in perspective um you mentioned like the cognitive piece when it came to that client like you know i think that's not gonna be good i right. actually it shuts me down it yeah which I, is the opposite direction we want to go in you know right <laughs> yeah. you know right um to give even more of a visual of that um i had one client explain their anxiety cognitive wise uh, think of horror movies, right? Yes. And a horror I can't watch scene. horror movies, but yes. <laughs> I'm such a nervous turtle when it comes to horror movies. Not a nervous turtle. I know. I saw yes. your fins. I know. <laughs> and your tail. Okay. Yeah, so I do understand them. I choose actively not to watch them, but please tell me about your client. Well, let's actually even look at it from a cinematography. I don't know if I'm Cinematography, saying... yeah. There we go. Yes. yes. There was that, mm, that was missing. Yeah, that. I was like, cinnamon roll. I mean, like, how often do you use that word? I mean, I never do. I was like, don't. Yeah. I'm like, let, let's take this lens. Okay, so you know, well, maybe not, but. I've seen, like, maybe a couple of horror movies. <laughs> Okay. But I'm sure other people would be very familiar with those more than me. But I would love, yes. Well, let's that. see if the the description matches the emotional dysregulation that can okay. happen, all yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're in a hallway, and as soon as something, like, scary or um, off-putting happens, it's almost like a zoom-in. Does that make sense? Like yes. that hallway effect? Yes. And when you t she talked about or how you explained how she felt like that wasn't an option for her, that's a huge portion when it comes to the cognitive piece. We don't feel like we have any options. Yeah. So when they have that zoom in and that hone in, it's almost wow. like your back goes up against the wall. And yeah. of course, go with the visualization of the body, the tense, the shoulders rise up. And like the stiff. feeling of being trapped. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good metaphor for, I think, anxiety and feeling like 
maybe a freeze response as well. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's just introducing them. Oh, and why I like, again, adding like that, that visual pieces to it is because, again, not a lot of individuals or there are some individuals that do struggle with going from this stigmatized, blanketed approach to how is it individualized for me. Tell me about this model. It is called a total, total behaviors chart. Okay. Yes. But I like to call it the car. <laughs> C-A-R. Okay. Why? The car. Um, because there's so many, com not so many, let me just, whoo, because we're talking about anxiety and even right. language is important. Yes. So it really helps us. Like visualize. Visualize, break down, give it like piece to piece. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but if somebody comes to me with like a whole list full of items of things that I need to complete throughout the day, I'm going to respectfully look at that list and hand it right back to you. Respectfully declined. <laughs> like, mm, that seems like a lot. I'm good. Yeah. So I just want one or two things at a time. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. this is how we're going to break it down. Um, you are the car. Let's go through this visual, right? Okay. I and am the car. <laughs> yes. So I'm breaking it down. There was this one moment where we're, do, we're, we're talking about this model. And again, it's individualized how people talk about their, their, their anxiousness or their yeah. nervousness and even like the schema of their brain. And so when I, I said, okay, we're going to break it down like it, it's a car. They're like, okay, am I the car? Am I the driver's seat? Like, am I in an Where aerial am view? I? Like, what is it? So what part of the car am I? <laughs> right. So I'm going to say, let this model turn into you. Okay. So if it's better yeah. fitting for you to be in the driver's seat, go ahead and be that bad driver. Get that. Get that. Go ahead and do that. Okay. If it's better for you to physically imagine yourself as that car, cool beans. Okay? <laughs> okay, perfect. It's like the Pixar movies, you know, cars. All right, Lightning McQueen. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So it's a car. It's basically a breakdown of your bodily functions, and that's why it's mm -hmm. called the total behaviors chart. Um, in a car, which two tires lead the car? The front. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm glad I got that right. Win a win a chicken dinner. Yes. Absolutely. The front two tires lead the car. And then essentially, what two tires follow? The rear tires. The rear oh tires. Gosh. You are acing yes. this. Thank you so much. Killing I know it. so many things about cars, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so taking that um, analogy that the front two tires lead the car and the back two tires follow, okay. we're going to give some names to these tires. Okay. So the front two... The first driver's side tire is thinking. Okay. What thoughts come to mind? We mentioned earlier how um, some symptomology that it is involved with anxiety and also depression and some other mental health um, illnesses includes negative self-talk. Right. Right? Yes. Um, that involves your inner critic. That involves um, social structures. That involves what you grew up on. Mm -hmm. um, so... Again, within that therapeutic alliance, how you guys decide what that, the approach for that particular tire, that's all up to you, you all. However, that first front tire is thinking. Um, for this example, I mean, thoughts lead everything, right? Yeah. 
We have the control of how we behave right. on, the, on those thoughts, but thoughts are going to come, and that's what the start is. They just is. pop in there. Yeah. <laughs> the other tire is the emotion. Taking a um, reality therapy approach, they say that people typically stay in their miserable states um, because of the association that they have with the event. Mm, yes. All right? That makes sense. So um, those front two tires, the thought and the emotion that you associate with it leads the behavior. Mm. All right? Yeah. So then that goes and we'll go into the back two tires. So one back tire is the physiological responses. Did I say that? No. Yeah. Physiological. Excuse me. Physiological. That's what I heard you say. So. Did I say that right? Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Double checking. <laughs> yeah. So physiological responses, and that really relates to a lot of the symptoms that we talked about at the very beginning. Right. Rapid heart rate. Body, tension, the tension, muscles, yeah, like soreness, all of that, yeah. Right. And think about it. We've just talked about two other components that contribute yeah. to how our anxiety manifests behaviorally. Mm -hmm. And that's what that last tire is, right. the overall behavior, mm -hmm. what you show. Yeah. And I just literally pictured a tire just like honestly coming off of its track and wheeling out and then the whole car crashes i don't know if that has anything to do with anything for this image but i was just thinking if all of those pieces are you know quote unquote in overdrive yeah that was a car reference then what does that look like if they're all overwhelmed and they're all trying to go in different directions you know absolutely and you you i i love that and let's just go with it okay? because I think that really drives home the point of it all yeah. is that when we talk about that blanketed aspect of anxiety, it really is all these breakdowns of what it is. And you said it, what happens when each one of those areas are overwhelmed and yeah. is in overdrive? Homie, you're going to crash. That's yeah. where we get fatigue, mental exhaustion right. is where we get... Um, where we get comorbid aspects where it could the anxiety can lead into depression yeah. so it all makes sense no that was great yes How i'm so glad that? that i made that connection <laughs> it is a really good metaphor though because i think i mean even if i was just imagining myself as the car you know and i am the car um i am the car yes and like it also i think goes back to the wellness model of all of these different pieces yes. either working together or not. Yes. And if someone is, AKA someone, one of those parts and like one of those cognitive, emotional, whatever pieces is kind of just like doing a wheelie on its own. Yes. Then what is everyone else doing to try and make up for that? And sometimes yes, yeah. I feel that. So that leads into what the behaviors you were talking about. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, full circle, you know? So, I mean, going, just to add on to that, yeah. um, you know, research does say the quickest way to change behavior or to change your outcome is either change what you're thinking or do something, do it, doing in the action of a verb. And I really want to make that specific because sometimes we juke ourselves and we think of the coping skill or we think right. of the 
behavior that would be different and because it is satisfying we kind of stop there right so as right. i say okay. think of that this is fine yeah right think of it as a verb the act of doing that means you have to do it yeah no i love that because that is actually something i try to address when i talk about certain coping skills where i'll say hey even if you're not feeling anxious right at this moment or like when we get off this call whatever Try and practice these anyway. Try and practice them outside of those anxious moments, outside of those like high energy moments so that they eventually become muscle memory. Yes. And you don't have to actively think about them. You just automatically step into it or as much as you can without like fully thinking about it. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And that's why the, this model is important is because it gives you those options. Yeah. So if we get just stuck on the physiological responses, again, we're just using that because we've been talking about anxiety and those are the yeah. common symptoms. We can the break down. notice the most, yeah. For sure. Um, we can do that breakdown of the thinking of, okay, so where do you get the most anxious at? Is it in a public setting? Is it at home? Um, what's the dogma or what are the th thinking patterns that come in when you're in those different settings? Like you right. can really break down what, how anxiety manifests in different social settings as well because I'm a social theorist so we don't even just look at the we don't just look at the individual and how they see themselves I keep saying that part it's also how they see themselves in the world right. and that's in your community yeah and so is that kind of the definition of social theory overall absolutely it it not only takes into consideration the individual but it takes into consideration how the individual views themselves and sees themselves as a fit in the world um so it's almost like i don't know like a bubble in a bubble in a bubble wow yeah i mean think of like just to add a visual to that or a like um, onions Maybe like layers. I like the layers. Yes. I was gonna go more for like the roles that people mm -hmm. play. Yes. Like you're still the individual, but like mm -hmm. you're a mom, you're a sister, you're an auntie, you're yeah. a worker, you're like. That's true. And each one of those with these layers, each one of those has different responsibilities that you're right. responsible for. Each one of those have different feelings and emotions and thoughts, just like on the model. Right. Yeah. So it helps us find a way to look at it. Yeah, I really like that. Wrapping up, what do you feel like is your personal takeaway about anxiety? Oh, that wonderful thing that gets my body going, right? Yes, um, heart rate increase, you know. Such a joy to feel that. Yeah. Um, listen, I think my biggest takeaway to describe, way to look at, way to really embody what anxiety is, is to acknowledge that anxiety is normal. Yeah. It lets us know that we're alive, that we're alert, mm -hmm. and honestly, it's a tell as oldest time. Yes. Think about it. Think about it. Hunters and gatherers. Yes. Back way back in the day, right? I've traveled there. Let's go. <laughs> I'm there. You're there? You're there yes, with me? Yes, I'm there. All right. So imagine being a hunter with yes. no adrenaline, no cortisol that's being released into your body, oh, going up to you. Mm -hmm. You're just like chilling in front of a whatever lion. I don't know. That was the first animal that came to mind. Let's go with that lion. Yeah. You're like, hey, lion, what's up? Yeah, I don't want to fight you, but like, 
you, you know? know? I gotta, like, hunt and stuff. Yeah. Right, it's not a match. No, <laughs> not it a literally match. does not compute, does not make sense. Yeah. At all. However, no danger. No alert. No danger. Yeah. No alert. Again, that release of the chemicals of the adrenaline and the cortisol, um, it's Sorry. released because yeah. it's there to protect us. Right, it's trying to keep you safe. Helps us run. It, honestly, and yes. I don't know if this might be a little far-fetched. Okay. However, I'm ready. it's like a superpower. Oh, spicy. Because when it's released, it helps us run faster. Yeah. Helps us move swift, swifter, mm-hmm. jump higher. I don't know. what This thought just popped into my head. I can remember back in the day, um, talk show host. Donahue, maybe? Ooh, that's a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> me has already traveled to like hunting and gathering time with you so i'm like yeah let's go back to let's go forward and then <laughs> we're just jumping timelines yeah so. it's, fine. it's fine but there was this guest of a woman that there was a car accident her child was trapped underneath oh, the yes. car and she lifted yeah the car and you're just like i'm sorry what yes right yes. That is due to the chemicals that are in association with anxiety that are being released in the body. So I guess even taking all of that, trying to utilize a strength-based approach is how can you make your anxiety work for you? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about how it can make it work for us. We've talked a lot about anxiety in general, what it can look like in different realms. Honestly, even using it as a signal that your body's trying to communicate Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's the, uh, a huge cognitive piece, and again, dealing with the blanketed term of anxiety, is shifting that perspective um, of anxiety being fear-based. Mm-hmm. So it can be turned into or used as an indicator, like you just stated. Right. And so that could be used as a tool for mood regulation. Yes. Um, and so really just recognizing anxiety and when it hits for you. Does it hit in the morning? Does it hit in the evening? Um, in a, a certain social setting around a, a group of people. Right. And making a routine, once you know those things, could be really helpful. Yes. Routine, routine, routine. Having a routine can definitely set the emotional tone just for your day. And routine is absolutely a part of those five components when it comes to just mental health, which everybody has mental health. We cannot dismiss that message. Yeah. Yeah. And I think going alongside that, prepping with different coping skills for certain settings can be really helpful so you feel, you know, ready to engage in a certain situation. Let, let, let me tell you something. Okay. Tell you something. I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> Do you, you see these bad boys right here? Yes. Headphones. Headphones. I take my headphones with me, honestly, everywhere I go. I honestly, sh- I did see you wearing them when you came in, so yeah. that checks out. Yeah. So it's because I stopped by Burke's just before I came in. Mm-hmm. And I even use this um, when I go grocery shopping. Um, I did talk a little bit about my anxiety earlier. And there are different types of anxiety disorders. Okay. And one of those is social anxiety. Right. And that's a fear of in a social group of scrutiny and judgment from 
people like you have that active audience literally everyone yeah yes all that all the time um so i take my headphones with me and i play my music and it helps me i use that as an indicator and it helps me just kind of stay calm stay grounded like present yeah no i love that good we've talked about so many good things today and i feel like we've gotten in depth with anxiety and i love that I also wanted to say we'll have Shayla on again. Would love to have her on here so much more. So stay tuned for that. Yes, I love it. Yes. And also to hear more from her, check out our YouTube channel. So you're just going to type in Mindsight Behavioral Group and you'll see her face and you'll click on all those videos and love hearing her talk. So I mean, and watching her. So I mean, I'm obsessed. (laughs) So. And what I think I'll go ahead and do in relation to this podcast is we'll go ahead and do a how-to video. We'll talk about some more coping skills, different settings. Um, It would be amazing to hear some feedback if there's some individual um, cases that people would like some assistance or help with. But absolutely, we should. um, I'm definitely going to go ahead and do a video with some more coping skills to tie into today's talk. I love that. Full circle. We're here for it. That's what we do. Yes. So very excited about this and wanted to thank everyone again for joining us on Talk Therapy to Me with Caitlin and Shayla. I'll see y'all next time. Bye.